0: Episode 62 of Coffee with Coach. I'm joined as always by my producer and broadcast partner from the Emerald Isle of Ireland, Michael McQuaid. Michael, what is happening in Ireland right
1: now? I'll tell you what's happening in Ireland right now. This is it's a Friday morning. This is being recorded. And I have many regrets for watching that Patriots Washington game last night. I am <laughs> in the depths of despair here. But, uh, I mean, look, you know, Ireland is a very Christian country, Jeff. You know, we, people talk about the second coming and the Messiah. I think a lot of people think they've seen the... Oh, it was, the it was two passes.
0: It was two... He
1: completed two passes. Now, nah, ease off. It was just funny because the crowd in, in Massachusetts, and look, to be fair to them, obviously they have an, they have an expectation, but it was hilarious, like the the crowd, the, the atmosphere Jones runs on. It's like a, something from a movie. It's uh, it's, it's going to be an interesting one, uh, but yeah, it's, it's all going good. How
0: would you, how do you suppose Cam felt when he got that kind of ovation, when he trotted on the field and then he completes the passes. Now, now I, I can, I cannot wait to hear Belichick's take on, takes on the whole deal and see where this goes. Cause it is going to be fun. Some of the fascinating stuff that's going on in the national football league right now, um, I, I I don't know. I I'm still not sold. I gotta see, uh, you know, I gotta see a bigger body of work than two passes before I jump on that
1: bandwagon, buddy. Let's see. Oh, yeah. I think it was like a few more passes and that there, but yeah, like it. It's obviously gonna take a while for that to happen. I I don't think he'll start our week one, but let's see what happens. Obviously, exciting times. Preseasons back. There was two games last night. There's games tonight. There's games Saturday night, and Sky Sports is showing games next week as well. I think for the first time ever, just one preseason you yeah. So great time to be an NFL fan. Uh, I'm going to your your big game tomorrow as well, Jeff. So I'll uh, I'll definitely you wearing, do your boys for you. What what colors are you wearing tomorrow? Man? Red, red. As you go to the promised land, huh? Yes, sir. Well, dreams, isn't it? I mean, like obviously, you're you're a lifetime Leeds fan. So I'll, I'll send you a few images. Maybe uh,
0: please do, and and make sure that they, you they're the ones you know after Leeds buries one in the back of the net. And and, uh, the place goes crazy.
1: There's actually a Leeds-related question here from uh, Nibson. I think he's in Leeds. Obviously, Marco Marco Biasa would be a great choice of a dinner party guest. With his interpreter also attended because you choose three others from American football, like American football, like for dinner party, guests. For a dinner
0: party, guests, You know, Bielsa would really be a great guest because I, I I am going to try and find a way to get some time with him and sit down and talk to him about, you know, the up the way they play and you know, they press the ball up the field, all that stuff. And again, you know, I'm not a, I am not I do not know much about soccer, but I really enjoy the way they play. I would love to have him sit with uh, Coach Vermeule and who is, you know, my mentor in this business. And I think if you could, if you could put Don Shula in that group and uh, Tony Dungy, I think that'd be a pretty good conversation. Little coach's corner in the, you know, a a little bit of wine with coach for We'll drinking that Dick for wine and and, uh, we'd have a good night.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, One last question before we get to our guest here with AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones in the backfield. So it's, it's Green Bay related. This is from David Muldowny and, in Ireland, I think, could we see a pro set to get them both involved? So obviously with, with AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones in the backfield for Green Bay, could we see a pro set to get them both involved?
0: I think you'll, you know, you'll see those guys in, in, this, in the same backfield or in the, you know, in the lineup at the same time, whether they flex one out using, you know, two back offense, and this is really an interesting question because everybody seems to have gone now to one back, three wide receivers, one tight end, two tight ends, two receivers, one back. But when you get in a two back offense, you create problems for the defense that are unique. And especially because they don't see it very much. And you've got two guys with unique skill sets there. I'm really anxious to see what Matt LaFleur does with those guys and how they integrate them into that Packer, not only running game, but also the passing game.
1: Awesome. One. I, I, who, who's our guest this week then? Our
0: guest is the head of the largest the largest NFL fan club in the UK. It's the UK and Irish Packers fans. And I'm going to tell you something. It's amazing the number of people that they have listened to their podcast, the number, you know, how active that group is. You know, we know Packer fans are passionate. They're some of the best fans in the National Football League. But these these people, headed by Stay, are really, really passionate about the Packers. We had a really in- interesting conversation, uh, and his takes, I thought, were right on about his football team, where they're going, and, and the whole Aaron Rodgers saga, which you know, I had to have kept Packers fans on pins and needles this whole offseason. So, you know, it was, it was fun. I, this Coach's Corner thing, I mean, the fan form thing we're doing, Michael, I think, it is awesome because it's it's so good to hear the fans, how knowledgeable fans are, the takes that we get. And so I hope the fans will continue to, you know, continue to enjoy it on the podcast.
1: Yes, sir. And here is Steve from the U.K. Irish Packers. Spockers.
0: Hey, welcome to everybody in the tribe. This is episode 62. Very special episode because we have from the largest NFL fan club in the UK, the Irish and UK Packers club. My man, not P Diddy, P Diddy. One of the Diddy boys is here to talk about his team, the Green Bay Packers.
2: On the birth cert, Jeff, it's on the Bart's Thanks for saying Irish and UK Packers to represent the Paddies. I know Michael McQuaid is your dude, your producer, so he probably gives you a hard time about the Irish-English thing, does he?
0: Yeah, I get a little bit of it, but you know yeah. what? Uh, it's my—I love Ireland. I love the fans in Ireland. I, you people don't realize how passionate hmm. a group of fans there are in Ireland.
2: Yeah, because we had the college game as well. Don't forget. So we had Notre Dame or Notre Dame, as we say over here. So I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's it's big and getting bigger. It used to be going down the local park, Jeff. You'd see people with Hurleys and Gaelic footballs and stuff. Where now it's American football, so yeah, it's, it's turning into a big deal over here. I wonder will we get a Wembley-style game in Crow Park with an NFL team? That's to be continued, but here's hoping.
0: Yeah, I think it, I, you know I think it's going to happen because Crow Park is such a great facility. You as you yeah. said you hosted a, you know a number of college games. Notre Dame's come over there a couple of times. Navy's come over there, mm-hmm. and those games have always been well attended. And yeah, you know, I, I think really have been a highlight on the sporting schedule. Mm-hmm. You know. You know, it's interesting, man. We came over and did a uh, fan forum thing uh, for the NFL. Mm. And we had people standing outside in the Irish rain around the block to get in. And it was really awesome because the the place was filled and really, really knowledgeable and passionate fans. And then Mm. the day after, I did an open practice uh, down in Dublin. And Mm. there were kids that drove like four hours yeah. to do this little two-hour practice and you know it was like i mean it was fantastic you no way you're going to get kids in the united states to do that yeah. but it was just that it was so awesome to get kids from all over belfast northern Ireland, all over the all over the you know emerald isle it was it was yeah. awesome really enjoyed my time
2: there yeah that's that celtic passion i'm glad you came over i might have been at that event was that the one Who did you have at that? Um, And you got a live phone call from someone. This is all very patchy. Was it Tom Brady or someone Someone got a phone call from somebody? Anyway, it was great. Neil Reynolds, our good buddy Neil Reynolds, because I spoke to you before. We've had you on the podcast. Uh, I know Neil Reynolds. We've had him on the podcast. But you guys are doing a great job for the old uh, ambassadors of the sport. Um, Like I said before, Jeff, I could listen to you read the phone book. So uh, I think we're going to enjoy this interview. So what's happening? Do you want to hear all things Packers? Yeah, I want
0: to jump right in. And I want, first of all, obviously, the Packers have a huge international following. Everybody knows that. Hmm. But how did this club that you guys have, this fan club that you guys have, grow so big, so large, and so passionate with, Hmm. you know, how many fans, how many... How many members really do you think or do you have in the club?
2: Yeah, so that's that's kind of, um, that's a large question in the sense. So Twitter, we have like 11,000 followers, right? So, I mean, that could be, you know, anybody. That could be people in the States. Um, Instagram, it's about 10 or 11,000 on there. But we, we do a sign up membership. It's free. So you get your membership number and then you get sort of, You know, you get informed of, say, if the Packers are coming over or there's any news going on. We do, you know, annual trips to Lambo, which kind of got kicked to the curb, as we all know, with the pandemic. But it's back this season, so stuff like that. So we have, I think, at last count, uh, I issued numbers last night. It was like 1,600, I think, signed up members, which, you know, doesn't sound like a lot. But there's an awful lot of people that just don't sign up. You know, you talk to them and you meet them at events. And they they see the, you know, the the emblazoned shirt and they go, What's the number four seven four about? And you're like, Oh no, it's a membership number. I go, I didn't know he could be a member. So yeah. You see, I think as well as that, Jeff, an awful lot of people think that to pay for membership, and that's not really the case. But look, it all started as a Twitter account. Um Ryan started as a Twitter and then I was writing for NFL Ireland at the time um and then i came on board and then i got a i think an interview with neil reynolds and stuff like that and we sort of get a bit bigger and then i said come on let's start a website so we started a website we had articles on it and then the podcast has become really popular and it just grew and grew and as you said i mean the, you know the fanaticism with the nfl over here is crazy so you know it's it's different i guess in canada and the states um but over here and this is the experience you probably hear all the time you know you're sitting in your living room Aaron Rodgers after uh, connecting on a Hail Mary, of course, which we just call just a just, you know, a regular. Sunday it's another day at work, right? Yeah, Um, yeah, work for Aaron Rodgers. Um, And you're excited about it and you're jumping up and down. But the dog doesn't care. You run up to the wife. She definitely doesn't care, especially being woken up at three in the morning. So you've no one to talk to. So that's kind of the where the group came from. And it just went from strength to strength. It's a lot of hard work. Um, you know, you know yourself kind of uh, trying to get this stuff off the ground. Like the podcast is like bi-weekly or annual. It's the group's been going since two thousand and thirteen, and it's not by accident, you know. So there's not a lot of hard work, but look, it's it's brilliant. The people you meet, the passionate fans you meet. I mean, you see it in droves, of course, because you get it from every sort of fan group. But uh, yeah, it's it's great though because the Packers, for some reason, Jeff, I don't know if you see this as well. Although we're nearly in the dance every year, we're not one of the sexy teams, you know. Somehow, it everyone goes to Tom Brady, and they, now they're jumping on the books, uh, and rightly so because it's exciting, right? But for some reason, I don't know why. Uh, the Packers going to float underneath the radar every year. Uh, everyone knows Aaron Rodgers, but uh, yeah, it's it's wild. And Patrick Mahomes, again, young player, exciting, and people jump on that. And the Chiefs fan group is fantastic over here too. But yeah, we fly a little bit under the radar, and I don't know why that is. Uh, but hopefully, doing a better job.
0: Well, I tell you what, it's not you guys aren't under the radar to me. I gotta know with this off season that you guys have had, that the Packers have had, what has been your take? And the general consensus of UK and Irish Packer fans about the, you know, about the Aaron Rodgers side.
2: Yeah. It's, you know what, it's very nuanced, right? So I had a whole, there must be about 10 podcasts in a row now. I'm just trying to get into the nuance of it all. I won't do 10 podcasts worth of talk now, Jeff. I'll try break it down, but look, The bottom line, has it split the fan base? Yes. Uh, You know, are people on one side or the other? Absolutely. And although I said we've flown under the radar as a team to support, we certainly haven't flown under the radar this offseason, as you know, with all of the drama that's gone on. But for anybody to think that this is just down to the Jordan Love draft, as in they drafted Aaron Rodgers' replacement, and apparently the the very sort of upper echelon, upper-level story to all of this is he got annoyed because they didn't respect him and all this type of stuff, right? Let's just remind ourselves that this is an issue that's been going back for quite a number of years. And um, we've seen that Aaron Rodgers can be, as would all superstar genius quarterbacks. And um, you know, he he can have desires and wants and needs and all this type of stuff. And it's the, the organization seemingly, from what we've heard, have not sort of bowed down to that. They've sort of taken a hard line to say, we make all the decisions here. And whether that be a good or bad situation, that's sort of, roll back a little bit Aaron Rodgers he's had his injury concerns is probably too much of a word but he has been out Jeff and you've seen what's happened to the Packers when Aaron Rodgers is out it's been a it's been falling off a cliff it's a gulf so basically what's happened with the Packers is even back to Mike McCarthy's days is that it was predicated on Aaron Rodgers doing what he does going off script and making plays Um, and that sounds great and it's brilliant to have a quarterback who can do it and undoubtedly Rodgers felt that he was carrying the weight of the team at that point But from an organizational perspective, especially an organization like the Packers that doesn't have a rich owner, we can't get bailed out by somebody. We have to depend on the community. Mark Murphy is the president, but he's the de facto owner, but he can be replaced. So when you look at that and you see the fact that your team is literally depending on one guy, there needs to be a change. Now, there was a Buffalo game with Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers criticised him on the podium after. That was the end of Mike McCarthy, right? We had stories about McCarthy calling in plays and Aaron Rodgers rolling his eyes and not adhering to the plays. It's an awful lot of power for one guy to have. And, like, understandably, the front office want to make sure they don't have all their eggs in one basket, right? So they get Matt LaFleur. He starts organizing this offense that's predicated on the run. So you set up the pass by the run, and we've seen the emergence of Aaron Jones. We're excited about A.J. Dillon. Jamal Williams got a payday when he went to the Lions. So the system is changing now, and they see them going for Josiah DeGuara tight end. You know, and they're like, well, what are they doing with that guy? He's They've drafted him way too high. But that's because the system that they play is all sort of play-action stuff. So they're trying to get away from having to depend on Aaron Rodgers. Now, he comes out with an MVP season, Jeff. So it just goes to show that even he can operate within this system at an extremely high level. But all of the stuff that went on before with Aaron Rodgers' injuries and them not sort of guaranteed to get the play from him, his play had dipped. Now, for him, as he says in his own words, his play – at a dip level is someone else's MVP play and that is absolutely correct the guy's the first time uh, sort of ballot Hall of Famer however when you have a quarterback who is rolling his eyes on the field there was question marks wasn't there Jeff about where when Matt LaFleur come in would Aaron Rodgers get along with him and I would say would there be those questions if someone was to come in in place of Andy Reid with Patrick Mahomes or when Drew Brees was with the Saints would you say was Drew going to get along with him there's usually no smoke without fire but that's what you get with a genius quarterback now uh, where do they stand now, uh, Jeff? Is it understandable that they drafted a quarterback? Yes. Um, and why? Well, it's because Aaron Rodgers' play was dipping a little bit. He seemed to be a little bit disgruntled, which has gone back a couple of years. He was changing plays and stuff. He's getting older. And also, the Packers were looking for a wide receiver that uh, draft. They were looking for Justin Jefferson. They said to the Vikings, how about it? And they said, NFC North? No, thanks. So then they dropped down, and they saw Jordan Love being the top uh, person. So they went for him, and that disgruntled Rogers even more. He didn't know where he stood, and that's understandable too. So where we're at is, is that uh, the Packers, they want to include Aaron Rodgers in the conversation. They want to keep him, but they're kind of, they see all the stuff that went before, and they're like, what do we really do here? Um, and then Aaron Rodgers puts the MVP season on paper, and he says, I love the Packers. I want to stay here, but if you're not gonna, I'm not want to be a lame duck quarterback to sit here for a year and then you get rid of me. Nothing's really changed, Jeff. Um, the problem was that Aaron Rodgers had no leverage So he might have Wanted out but he for his contract He couldn't. The Packers are not going to let him go He's an MVP player so the ball is still In the Packers court. However Next year is when it all comes to pass In the sense that they can break ties with Aaron Rodgers. Now, why would you want to break ties with Aaron Rodgers? But what I would say is, is anybody other than Aaron Rodgers is a downgrade. Am I right? Not unless they can get Patrick Mahomes in, which isn't realistic. Obviously. But look, Jordan Love is not going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers. It's too early to speculate any of that type of stuff. Should they keep Aaron Rodgers? Yes. Should they try to keep him after this season? Yes. Uh, is that going to be possible? I don't know. Because like a relationship Jeff and I landed here, sometimes things just go sour over a period of time. And it becomes irreparable, which is might be what's happened. However, for this season, Aaron Rodgers is all in, seemingly. Um, if he's not too pushed on the team, he's going to want to put some good stuff on tape to go somewhere else. And then the Packers will get a, a King's ransom of picks. Will it work out with Jordan Love? Who knows? Is he going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers? He is anybody? So. It's all up in the air, but it should be an exciting season because they've run it back, Jeff. They've got all the people that they uh, had success with last season. So if they can't do it again this season, uh, well, then they've built their team and restructured their team incorrectly. But um, it looks like they've brought back the number one scoring offense, remember, last year. So for all this talk of the Packers not having a good wide receiver, they were the number one scoring offense for a reason. So they've got the band back together for at least one more year. And let's see what happens after that.
0: Well, I'm going to tell you something. As long as you got 12, you got a chance, right? Yeah. And I think that's really the biggest thing right now for Packer fans to realize is he's back.
2: He's, yeah.
0: You know, and, he, and again, it's a different situation. Uh, we talk about player empowerment, and I think players more and more are realizing, especially the elite-level players, yeah. that they have, they have a certain degree of power. He obviously – I thought his – state, I thought his press conference was one of the mm-hmm. best and most eloquent, well-thought-out, uh explanations of what had what transpired. Yeah. I have ever heard from an athlete. I thought it was fantastic. Obviously the guy's an intelligent guy. He, mm-hmm. You know, there are some, you know, that he's got some gripes. He's got some complaints that I think are valid. yeah It'll be interesting to see where where it goes with Gudekunst in this thing, you know, going forward, where where his power base is going to be. Uh Jordan Love in the preseason is going to be fascinating to me. Yeah. It'll be our first real peek at him. As yeah. a player. But, you know, let's talk about the other side of the ball a little bit, because this to me is the thing that if you're frustrated, I know there's frustration because, you know, you've never been able to put another guy next to Devontae Adams. You've you've lost great players on the offensive line, good players, you know, have moved out at the end of their careers, which I think that's that is a natural outcome in, in pro sport. But the defense in Green Bay has con- continuously been a problem and they put a lot of draft collateral into that defense what's going on with the defense right now
2: well it's different now in the sense that we had Mike Patton and now we have Joe Barry now Joe Barry has a bad record in other places that he's been but they've said he hasn't had the talent that he's had with Green Bay but it's a real Jekyll and Hyde stuff Jeff really if you look at that Bucks game last year you know the Kevin King play where you know he just got blown up at the end of the first half. But then you know you look at the the fourth quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, and they get three interceptions. You know and put it back in Rogers' hands, and then it doesn't work out because of the field goal decision and all. You know we could talk for errors on it. But what we hear in camp about Joe Barry is is that he's energetic. The system hasn't changed all that much from Mike Petton. However, it's enough to confuse Aaron Rodgers to the extent where he's saying that he's seen stuff in practice that he's never seen before. So Joe Barry is is really good at disguising plays. And we've got some top talent there too. Jair Alexander, uh, you know, one of the best cornerbacks, if not the best cornerback in the league. And again, for a diminutive guy, fantastic. So we expect him to sort of to carry on. Uh, Stokes, the new guy coming in, the rookie, he's making splashes as well. You know, Here's a guy who's coming in to sort of relieve Kevin King, who was released and uh, ended up floating his way back up the Fox River and back into Green Bay because he, his trade value wasn't there after what happened um, last season. So here's a guy who's going to take over from him. King, King is now injured. Again, so Stokes is going to take over. Kenny Clark is an absolute animal. Uh, We have the Zadarius Smith and and Preston Smith brothers, let's call them, Um, and they're going to be dominant again because what happened was is that, you know, there's little nuances again, if you don't follow the team closely, that you look at it on the face of it and go, oh, you know, they they don't stand a chance or they haven't got much better. But Preston Smith was an absolute force two years ago and he seemed to drop off the face of the earth last year, but that's because the Packers were dropping him into coverage an awful lot. So now... Uh, they're, they're going to try not do that obviously and play to his strengths which is what the Joe Barry defense is all about so now we're hopefully going to have Preston Smith back to his, his best you know up at the line of scrimmage creating havoc with Zedarius Smith and Rashan Gary is expected to have an absolute breakout year this is a guy Jeff people might not recognize or remember but he's the first round pick for the Packers he was a guy who when the Packers drafted him uh, the defensive coaches were doing cartwheels up Lambeau Field uh, because we were so delighted he had a really raw guy uh, unbelievable motor and if there was an award for the most energetic man on Twitter videos, this guy would win hands down because the work he puts in and the videos he puts out are unbelievable. So, look, the defense isn't perfect, but we, I believe we have the pieces there. And if we use them correctly, as you said, we've just pumped you know, draft capital after draft capital in there. But the names we have now, Darnell Savage at safety, Adrian Amos at safety, they're a fantastic tandem. Jair Alexander is, is getting close to, if not, is already there at the a lockdown corner. Kenny Clark creates havoc. You have the Smiths coming off the edge uh, with Rashan Gary. The problem has always been with the Packers as inside linebacker. And we thought we had something solved there with a guy called Kamal Martin. But now apparently, you know he's got injured, and now he's back again, and he's not. He's they're playing him at outside linebacker, Uh, so that's still a concern. Um, But again, you know we added pieces there, especially lads who can come up and challenge the tight ends, which is always a problem in the league and running backs and stuff like that. So we usually get ran all over. But the defense, to me, is the area that is it can only go up from here, Jeff. Can't it? You know, you're sort of looking at the offense and everyone offense. Yeah,
0: you know, I think I think the defense is talented, and it's certainly talented enough for them to make a long playoff run. when, you know, I, I keep going back to the fact that when 12s on in, in the game, you've got, always got a chance. Yeah. I just – it, it, to me, is amazing. I And I still can't get over that play with King where Scotty Miller runs right by him on a yeah. situation – you know, you talk about situationally aware. And yeah. it cost him his job. And, you know, I thought Mike had done a good job of, yeah. you know, in that – with that defense. I really – agree with you in terms of those two smiths on the edge mm. if if joe barry can be creative with their talent and move them around and not just have them in one spot where we an offense because you know when an offense knows where you're at they you know they can chip they can you know make slide action to you they can do all those things but i think if they'll do some of the things that baltimore does where mm. there are people all over the place make it hard to find them they can cause problems. How do you see your division? I mean, the the, the as as uh, it is known, the black and blue division, the the NFC North. Hmm. How, who do you see as threats in the North?
2: I well, if you listen to Bears fans on Twitter, it's the Bears, right? I mean, you look at Justin Fields and he's doing well. Do you know what? I love the rivalry with the Bears and. As you said, the black and blue division, this is a division. It doesn't matter, Jeff, if we're blazing ahead of everybody outside the division. The minute we come up against the division game, it's always tough. It's really intriguing. I mean, when you look at the likes of the Lions, like Matt Stafford was a force to behold. He really was. And I don't think he was appreciated enough. And now with him gone, you'd wonder, you know, what's the viability of that team then? Um, but really, the Chicago Bears are something I have my eye on. Kirk Cousins, I'm not so against Kirk Cousins. Maybe his stance on health uh, healthcare matters that he's hit the news about. I mean, he's, you know, he hasn't made any fans of himself there. If he gets his plexiglass office on the field, Jeff, I think they stand the chance. But outside of the plexiglass Vikings uh, offensive line, the Bears, I think, is really intriguing. Uh, you know, Justin Fields in there uh, doing his thing. But this is what happens with the Bears, isn't it? They get a quarterback, they get excited, and then they get destroyed. I mean, that's usually what we, we know and love. Um, You know, gone are the days of Jay Cutler, I suppose. But, yeah, look, it's a tough division. It's a very physical division. We, we tend to see that, though, don't we, Jeff? Like, the NFC tends to be very bruising, and then you look at the likes of the AFC, it tends to be more kind of... It's the messy Ronaldo style of play. One's fanciful and footwork and fantastic. And the other one's just pretty bruising. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's always tough. The divisional games are always tough. There was times where, you know, we were flying high and then you come back to Soldier Field and then you get absolutely clobbered. I mean, famously, Brett Favre got his number retired and they wouldn't do the Bears, but they had to clobber us on that game as well. I mean, what a way to put a, put a dampener on it. Um, so, yeah, look, it's going to be tough. They have a good uh, quarterback. Khalil Mack and stuff like that, when he went to the Bears, it really shook stuff up. I think do you know what I mean, and that's what it's all going to be at. We, it doesn't matter what sort of defensive coordinator they put in there. Everyone always goes, "Oh, he has the tools to to flummox Rogers," and um, but it's it's to be honest with you, the Packers to me are still head and shoulders above everybody else. That's not being biased. It's the fact that we the number one scoring offense, not a whole lot of change in the off- offensive side of the ball, and on the defensive side of the ball, we look to be doing creative stuff. So much so as we said, Aaron Rodgers pulled Darnell Savage aside in practice and said, "Why were you there? I did not expect you to be there." So when you're confusing Aaron Rodgers. It's all to play for. And as much as we get excited about rookies, uh, Jeff, if you're coming up against a rookie quarterback, like you alluded to, if you get the Smiths team off the edge, it just confuses these guys. It's, it's an awful lot faster than preseason. Um, so look, the Packers are the ones to beat. Vikings and Bears in and around there. And the Lions, even the quotes from the Lions coach uh, is intriguing enough for me. But um, I don't think the machismo does it for me. I think they still end up the bottom of the league, much to the chagrin of all of the Lions fans listening.
0: I think, you know, I think you hit it on the head. I think, you're obviously, when when you have as much firepower as they have coming back. And this is a new NFL. This You know, stay when I grew up, it, it was Minnesota and Detroit and Chicago yeah. and Green Bay. And they were all outdoor stadiums. And it was November and the snow and pounding each other into submission. Yeah. But, you know, it's changed now. You got two indoor stadiums, and um, I agree with you. The Lions are the furthest back, but mm. Minnesota, if they can get their defense fixed, I think can be better. And I cannot imagine a Mike Zimmer team being bad, that bad on defense again.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: you know, obviously, Chicago, there's always hope in Chicago. They, they've been looking at quarterbacks since ever, right? I yeah. mean, even the since I was a little kid, you know, there, there was, and, you know, McMahon was a good quarterback. He wasn't a mm. great quarterback, but, He was a winner. Um, They, they got to prove it to me. They got to prove it to me a little bit. So I would say you're right about the Packers. I think this is going to be a, it's a team that should get into playoffs. And, and again, if, if the defense can grow, you know, I think it's a team that can make a deep playoff run. Tell us before we leave you, tell us what's going on with the club. How somebody, if you're a Packer fan anywhere in the world, how, how you can, log in, tune in, dial in, and be part of what you guys are doing, and you know what's what's coming up this season for you guys.
2: Yeah, sure. So at UK Packers on all social media channels, uh, we have a really successful podcast as well. So if you go to iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, you can get on there. But uh, we rolled out about, I think it was like 10 meetups before COVID hit, and we're looking to get back to that. So I can't announce anything yet, Jeff, but we're looking to partner with some people um, and venues around the UK and Ireland to bring that meet-up to every location that we have fans. Uh, if you want to become a member, it's absolutely free. They can dive on that as well. You just go to ukpackers.co.uk. Um, and as well, we have a Patreon page and we do raffles for signed merchandise and stuff like that. Of course, we have a YouTube channel like everybody else um, as well. But yeah, Twitter is the main place to find us, I think, at UKpackers on Twitter and me at stddnfl. Uh, so follow along there because the amount of meetups and March giveaways and everything that we have coming up this season we're having a, a post COVID, maybe it's a bit premature, but we're having a post COVID style uh, blast. And we have that annual trip that's coming up as well, Jeff, in November. So do uh, stick along with our social media channels to see us actually in the Mecca that is Green Bay and hanging out with some of the people over there. All right.
0: Before I let you go, all right, we play a little word association game. I'm going to give you a name and you tell me what the first thing, and you got one sentence to do it. Yeah. The first thing that comes to your mind. All right. Vince Lombardi.
2: Greatness, motivation, and just well ahead of his time. Well ahead of his time. Racial issues and everything else that's going on in the world today, he had them all solved back then. He was incredible.
0: Okay, good start. Curly Lambeau.
2: Um, funny, uh, motivated. Uh, what, what comes to mind? Uh, Hollywood. What <laughs> <laughs> comes to mind? If you know <laughs> Curly Lambo, the guy knew how to live. All right. Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka, yeah. Next. <laughs> Look, respect, to be fair. Respect for Mike Dick, a tough guy. All right.
0: Let's go to Brand Tarkington.
2: Uh, yeah, a legend. Nothing like can say there, but a legend. All right. Matthew Stafford. Uh, massively underrated. And he's going to have a big year this year. That's what, that's what comes to my mind.
0: Last one. Kevin King. Redemption year.
2: (laughs) See, I didn't use swear words. Jeff, I didn't use swear words. Uh, I got you. Redemption
0: year. That was, I tell you what, you are truly a Packer fan. (laughs) How many can they win? What's the record going to be? And how far will they go in the playoffs?
2: Um, 17 games. So I I reckon we lose probably three or four. So put the rest up to wins. And I reckon we could seriously go all the way. I mean, this is a team that believe in what they're doing. Preston Smith, for instance, took a massive pay cut to come back because he believes in what the team are doing. So, look, there's no point being a fan of your team if you don't think they can go the whole hog. So, I think, Mass, they win the North. uh, They march into the playoffs, home advantage, straight into the Super Bowl, and we lift that Lombardi trophy.
0: Well, you heard it here, right here on Coffee with Coach. That was Stay Diddy from the UK and Irish Packers, giving us all of his takes on the Packers and what's going on with his team. Awesome to have you with us, brother. And, again, we'll see you down the road.
2: Indeed. Cheers, Jeff.
0: All right, man. Take care. Thank you very much.
2: No worries. See ya.